Craig, it's almost Cougar football Saturday, and we really need this one. I'm just ready to talk about any other game in the world. That's right. It's like, man, by about it's it's like no joke. I mean, so we had our little uh, our little vent session on Sunday. And by the way, thank you, listeners, who listened to that. That was a very popular episode of ours, and I'm glad that. Uh, Glad people found some value in our yelling and swearing uh, in the immediate aftermath of the game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a bit surprised. I I, I, <laughs> I kind of I'm I'm sorry to all my all my other favorite Coog podcasts. I haven't been able to listen to any of them. Um, I I still download the episodes so yeah. they get that credit, but like it's been rough. Like it's been rough. But this is podcast versus everyone. I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Newser, and we are going to talk about the football game against Utah. That's right. Something other than UCLA. Oh, how dare you say that? <laughs> Don't you say that name. What, UCLA? God damn it. God damn it. All right, man. So, first let's talk about, do you think this game's actually going to happen? Yeah, that's so that we, I sort of discovered that tonight. I was like... Uh, trying to remember who who I was reading but anyway I was reading somebody was had written that uh that there was rain in the forecast it was Zane Zane's thing I was uh, so Zane Murphy who does our um who does our uh, uh interactive graphics does like all the visualizations the tableau stuff uh mentioned that the weather report was bad so I like you know pulled up my weather underground and started looking and I was like oh shit it's like it's supposed to rain and maybe even thunderstorms and so Here's to hoping that we've already seen turns what thunders, out okay. Yeah, we've seen what thunderstorms can do already this football season multiple times. Yeah, and there's you know mountains nearby, Salt Lake City, and that's always sort of prime, uh, you know, thunderstorm areas. So oh yeah, that that the high desert. Yes, yeah. yes. So yeah, I I hope I hope it happens. Yeah, and hope and hope our guys are not playing at two o'clock in the morning. Course, yeah, that too. Yeah. Well, because in that game's scheduled to kick off at eight PM local time too. Yeah, that's it's so already. If there's be any delayed. delay, yeah. If there's any delay at all, it's that that's definitely going past midnight. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, fingers crossed, all goes well, and also the just hopefully there's not wind. <laughs> Rain yeah, is that fine, too. but please no wind. Yeah, um, we know. Like, uh, so we played a game there. What was it? It was it 2013. 2013, right? Was the one in the rainstorm that Connor Halliday brought him back. Yeah, the twenty-one point comeback. Yeah, yeah. So that was twenty-one point comeback. That's for weenies. Yeah, real men execute thirty-two point comebacks. Okay, fine. I'm done. God damn it, Jeff. God damn it. All right. <laughs> I hate you. But yeah, so that one that one was in a driving rainstorm, but there's very little wind, and Connor Halliday didn't have any problems throwing. Yeah, the wind ball is wind is really over again. wind wind is really the the problem for high passing. Yeah. Also. Uh, Gordon is more comparable in arm strength than the last two guys we had. So True. probably less impact because we saw Gardner Minshew be impacted by the wind pretty significantly in Colorado last year. Yep. Um, and Colorado kind of baited him to throw a lot of deep balls. Yep. Uh, and it didn't work out so well, yep. but we'll see if, uh, you know, uh, that, that, so yeah, let's get into, um, let's get into the Utah offense before we get dig too deep into the, cause, uh, I'm, this this could be interesting. Um, it's kind of looking that like Zach Moss is not going to play. That's awesome. 
yeah. <laughs> get, get better, man. Get better, man. Get but better just take a, a week, week from now. Yeah, take the week off. Enjoy that bye week. That dude they have, was... They have a bye week the same week we do. He should the, enjoy that week off. Kooks had a hard time tackling that guy last year. He's tough for everybody to tackle, man. Yeah. He's a super it, tough runner. I can't believe he came back. I, I, yeah, especially at the running back position. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. And, and especially the kind of running back he is. Yeah, he's, he's a he's, very physical, very punishing. He's like a 30 runner. carry a guy. 30 yeah, carry. Well, and that's the other thing. So, like, he was not only is it his style, but the fact that if he was coming back, you know, he was getting pumped the ball 25 to 30 times a game, which so, hasn't really happened yet this year. And I'm sure you're going to talk about that because of the blowouts and stuff. But, yeah. you know, uh, this Saturday would probably be a 25 to 30 carry day for him. But it's it's kind of hard to believe when you're you're sitting on the sideline in a sling, um, eight days previous that you're going to be playing. Yeah, but you know, yeah, that uh, didn't look good. But him, he, but uh, Kyle Whittingham, Utah's head football coach, is uh, being about as mum as Mike Leach is on. Um, he's just a lot injuries. more affable about how he. Yeah, does he's it. yeah, and and I don't. It's not like a a blanket policy. Um, you can tell by the way the reporters are asking because uh, our reporters wouldn't even ask. Yeah. So, <laughs> they uh, don't even bother. They don't even bother. <laughs> They're just like, nope, not even going to ask. But yeah, so he basically said, uh, you know, we're hoping everyone can play. He's not like everyone's happy and healthy. He's just right. we're hoping everyone can play. So Tyler Huntley also is banged up. I, I think he's going to play. Yeah, uh, That's the quarterback in case you're totally yeah. unprepared for this. Yep. Um, Tyler Huntley... Um, he has like I've been really impressed with the steps he took from early season 2018 to what we saw in Pullman last year, where he kind of that was really his first like step forward, and how he finished the season until he got injured, and then the, how what he's done this season, like really he's stepped up his ability to throw the ball, and um, he's still pretty effective with his legs. So he's. He's a lot more. It, it kind of seemed like he was going to lose his job at one point, yeah. Um, but but he's he kind of took the reins and he's been a lot better. I mean, he's averaging nine point seven yards an attempt this year, hitting seventy seventy plus percent of his passes. So um, he's a. I mean, he's he's a real weapon on that yeah. uh, offense now. Yeah, and that's you know you mentioned it in your preview that uh so we're recording this Thursday night that, that ran earlier tonight I'm just kind of talking about how the big difference is he's developed uh, some accuracy as a passer right uh that he didn't possess early on and um you know I mean we know that well he you know would sort of like be throwing the ball all over the place and well and he missed like um, I, I can't even remember last year yeah. in Pullman he missed some pretty big plays yeah. and it's it's definitely the other thing about that is it's it's definitely unusual for a guy to significantly improve his accuracy um, now sometimes that can be a function of decision making right just throwing right. to the open guys uh, can pump up your your uh, you know your completion percentage but um, it's unusual for a guy to improve as much as he has. So, you know, pretty big kudos to him. One thing that sticks out to me sort of immediately as I look at Utah's offense is that um, their yards, their overall yards per play are really being pumped up by their two games against Northern Illinois and Idaho State. Right. Um, they were sub 6.0 against BYU and USC. Now, the, the BYU thing, I'm, I'm a little... I, I kind of watched that game out of one corner of my eyes. I was playing poker with a bunch of my friends. Um, I, I don't know. So as I'm looking at that, they did have 262 rushing yards versus 106 passing yards. 
Um, and so, you know, what that sort of suggests to me is maybe that yards per play isn't, isn't as bad as it looks just because they mm-hmm. were obviously making a, a concerted effort to run the ball. Um, and that's obviously going to drag down your yards per play. If you're, you know, that committed, they only had 106 passing yards in the game, you know? So if you're that committed to running the ball, it, it really is going to drag down your yards per play. But, um, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm curious USC, they didn't, you know, they did put up nearly 500 or 450 yards against USC, but you know, also not, uh, not not world beating type stuff. They ran seventy nine plays, which is a lot. Yeah. That, so, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious. Like, um, you know, if we're getting gashed by the run, then yeah, we're it, it's going to be a long day. Like that. That's sort of the key, right? If we can, when we've had success against Utah, and we've had a lot of success lately. Um, you know, we've we've really prevented the ten to fifteen yard, twenty yard gashing runs. We've made them go three, four, five yards at a time, and um, I think that's really going to be the key here. And without Moss, like you mentioned, he's a tough runner. He breaks tackles. Um, hopefully, it becomes a little bit easier to contain those runs. If you make a march down the field, um, I really like our chances of you know maybe actually getting some of those stops that that I think we know we're going to need. Yeah, and uh, if Moss doesn't go, um, they have uh, on their kind of weird depth chart thing that they call their player quick hits, but it looks like a depth chart. (laughs) Looks like like a depth chart. It looks like there's two people listed for each position. So they have uh, (laughs) Devontae Henry Cole listed as the backup. Um, He has not... um, carried the ball much uh the two guys that have carried the ball much are jordan wilmore who was a four-star recruit and then devin brumfield so um and both have done pretty well 18 for 82 and 16 for 87 so yeah and uh, if i remember right jordan wilmore was uh down to us in utah if i remember right yeah i could be wrong but i i remember we were recruiting him so so definitely yeah, a guy a, that we thought had some talent for sure he's definitely like a smaller guy than moss he's five eight like he's yeah. Um, and f- yeah, so he's not, he's not the bruiser, uh, that Moss would be. Correct. So it's a little bit different. Um, but maybe potentially a little more of a, you know, a guy that could break, uh, break through a hole. Um, but, uh, yeah, so obviously our defensive line, um, that's left something to be desired. Although against UCLA, they were, did pre- reasonably well against the run. You got to think they're going to sell out for the run in this, even against USC when um, Utah threw a little bit more. They still ran the ball forty plus times and threw it thirty times. So right. um, they're going to run the ball more. I think, especially at home, they'll run the ball more. Of course, you know, there's always that chance that they looked at the tape against UCLA and saw some holes and might might you know exploit some things. But um, I don't know if Kyle Whittingham's the type of coach that would just be looking to change things on the fly like that. But um, yeah, I, I think they're going to try to kind of exert their will on uh, on WSU. And we've seen in the past when WSU kind of wants to amp up, get ready for the run, uh, they've done pretty decently against it, against teams like Stanford. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. And, and I think they clearly did against UCLA last week. Uh, they kind of geared up for the run. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can slow down the run. And then the problem is, of course, Huntley is a little bit better with his arm than he used to be. So he still can cash you. Interesting, though, he, he does have a it, it, it does seem to be a foot injury that's bothering him. So 
Um, he's very good in running himself. Uh, so hopefully that foot injury slows him down a little bit. That could, that could be a big help too. Well, and if it takes, um, the designed runs off the table, that's kind of the big thing, right? Like if you, if you don't necessarily have to worry about, uh, those designed runs being part of the attack, then, um, you know, then it, that, that's sort of one more thing you don't have to defend. And, and I think the other, you know, the other thing that's going to play, uh, perhaps into our hands a little bit. And I know that, you know, we, we sort of spent a fair amount of time, um, you know, wringing our hands over the defense on, on Monday's podcast, but, um, you know, the defense has, has struggled with tackling, right. Right. Um, you know, so that the, people they've struggled the most with are for lack of a better term, people with a little bit of wiggle. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Moss is not a guy with wiggle. And again, we, you know, we assume he's not playing, but um, you know, he's definitely not that kind of a runner. Um, and then, you know, Huntley's not, he's not Derek King, you know, when he's running the ball, he's more of a, he's more of a physical runner, you know, I mean, right. he can make a guy miss, but um, you know, that's not really his MO. He's not out there, you know, making people look silly in the open field. So, you know, perhaps maybe, and, and again, this, <laughs> this might be me grasping at straws, you know, we'll find out, um, on Saturday, but I, I do think there's a chance that, you know, with Moss being out with Huntley, maybe being limited by his foot, um, you know, not wanting to aggravate, you know, an injury that's already there, perhaps that limits the designed runs. Um, and perhaps it makes him a little easier to tackle. So, um, you know, all those things may be beneficial. Yeah. And, um, when they do throw the ball, I, I, um, I, I think you read my previous, so, um, something I thought was really strange is how much they just dis- like Huntley has distributed the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, just, there isn't one dominant, I mean, it looks like an air raid distribution. Yeah. Um, I do recall that being unusual for them. Yeah. They're, yeah, that's not, I, they usually have like a dominant white out that they throw to and, and. But uh, yeah, so te- their leading pass catchers ten catches. Six different players are between seven and ten catches. Like it's so he's going to spread the ball around, and that, and that probably speaks to why his accuracy is a little higher. He really is just looking for that open guy, and maybe that's what they finally got into him. You know, hey, dude, t- you don't have to make that big play downfield. Um, I feel like they had a pretty stellar like top whiteout a couple years ago, which may have. Um, and I can't remember what his name was, but but that that may have uh, tempted to you know try to make that big play all the time. But yeah, that's obviously they're uh, he's spreading the ball around a lot. Um, they use a tight end, uh, which uh, you know can be difficult for us sometimes. But um, yeah, we should expect them to run the ball a lot, mix him some passes. Um, I'm still you know uh, WSU with that. Um, debacle last week is now 80th and defensive SA SP plus, which is probably pretty, probably about <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, probably, I, probably about right. That, that, um, I, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't think that that UCLA game is totally indicative of their skill. I think there was a little bit of a letdown going on there, a little bit of a let up, um, especially in the third and early fourth quarters. Um, but I, I think you'll see them play a lot better. Uh, like I, I don't expect, um, a hundred points today. <laughs> um, but, uh, are I, we I, sure? Yeah. But I do think you'll see the Utes 
put some points on the board. I, I don't think I don't think we're it's gonna be No, I can't you know, I, I can't like, imagine a even, scenario where even even with a hobbled now. even with a hobbled Huntley and Moss out, they're gonna they're gonna score points. Um but they will probably limit possessions. Um which uh will keep the score maybe in the thirties instead of the forties and fifties. Yeah. I you know, unless there's some weird turnover strangeness. Um you know, I can't, I, I can't uh, imagine that, that we hold him down to anything I, under 30. I do think this game is ripe for strangeness. Um, the yeah. teams the teams are, on the balance, fairly evenly matched. Um, they both are pissed off. Um, it's late. Like, about as late as a college football game can be. Um, I... Like it's gonna be shitty weather. Like yep. this game is just prime for weird shit happening. Yeah, and hopefully you just got and you just gotta hope that the weird shit, unlike last week, happens <laughs> in WSU's in our favor. favor. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, with the you know, I mean, let's let's you know, if we're gonna be hopeful, let's just say, hey, it's gonna be a rainstorm, and the team that's running the ball repeatedly is more likely to fumble, right? Um. Well, last week accepted, but I, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Craig. Oh, that was I, a I, sad you know, laugh. That we have not talked laugh. about our offense yet, and I know we'll get there. But but listen, I feel very very confident that our wide receivers don't put four balls on the ground the entire rest of the year. I feel very very confident in that as well. That they uh, whatever time they spend in the Leech Beach with a ball in their arm this week, they're probably not going to fumble again. So, yeah, I, I feel so anyway, yeah. we can probably move on to that if we want to. Yeah. Overall defense, um, Utah has, has some, has some, uh, players, that they, but they're probably their best one's going to be out. But Huntley isn't the, is like maybe last year when we were previewing them, which we didn't have this last year, but we would have been, <laughs> we would have been like, Had oh man, been previewing like, it. like Utah's offense looked pitiful last year up until Pullman and then they hit 21 in in the first half against uh, the Cougs and then only got three in the second half and lost um but uh uh yeah now I think they're formidable Huntley's a formidable yeah. QB legit yep. Pac-12 QB yep and uh they've got talent for sure they've they've got talent uh there's there's uh worry to be had um but yeah they're probably I don't know. Like, are they more talented in Houston? I don't know. But they're they're probably more talented in the UCLA. But whatever, you know. Like, <laughs> so who knows? You know. Um, but you're yeah, telling I think, me to stop. But but you know, I uh, what I'm saying is, don't wring your hands over every touchdown because yeah. they're going to happen. Yeah. Like, no, they're this definitely is this happen. is a game that's it's going to be a shootout. Like it's, it, I mean, and whatever, you know, however you want to conceptualize a shootout. I mean, maybe you sit there and go, well, well a, game not the, a game in the 30s isn't yeah. really a shootout. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But it's like, it's given going the number to be tight. Of possess- given exactly. the number of possessions. It it's going like- to be tight. It's probably going to be back and forth. Um, well, yeah, know. we, so we talked so. about last week there, the Cougs had uh, 17 possessions, uh, right? And yeah. this, this week I wouldn't expect more than no. 11. Maybe yeah, 11. eleven or twelve. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, even if you're getting uh, three points a possession, which is good, you know, you're only hitting in the mid thirties. Yeah. So. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, just take a break, and uh, then we'll talk about some offense. And we're back. Let's score some points. 
Oh man, yeah. So now after after WSU drops sixty three, they're now and which we talked about in in the recap uh, the recap uh, podcast. They're now number four in SP plus. Yeah. Um, Anthony Gordon, number six in yards per pass attempt. Like this is the most explosive offense WSU has had in a yep. long time, definitely in the Leach era. Yep. And it's it's crazy. And we just saw we just saw um, Utah get beat up by some talented outside wide receivers. Yes, we in did. an air raid offense, which was actually air raiding against Utah. Um, because they barely they ran the ball thirteen times, and that's with a I think there was some sacks in there. Um, they ran the ball. Let's see, there was a sack, uh, one sack. So they ran the ball on purpose twelve times, um, and then they uh, threw the ball uh, thirty two times for eleven and a half yards a pass. Yeah, and is a that lot good? Of it's pretty good. Pretty good, man. Uh, Anthony Gordon's only hitting 10.3. So, yeah. Um, he's got, but I mean, a lot yeah. of that was to a big, strong, fast wide receiver. Yeah. Um, Michael do you, know, Pittman. do you know any team that's got a few of those? Yeah. I think, I think we, I think we have a couple of those. We got a couple. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about WSU's matchup. On the outside, particularly Desmond Patton, Aesop Winston, Tay Martin, mm-hmm. um, against uh, who are all um, big or uh, Aesop, maybe not the uh, prototypical like athletic guy, but has about like he's he might just have the best first step in all of college football um, on the outside. Yeah, it's insane the way he just has been torching people. Yep. Because um, he's not—I mean, he's fast enough, but he's not a burner by any means. But he gets this separation that's like, like in wow. such a short space. That's why yeah. he makes like those plays at the goal line is right. the quick slants or fades. Just because yep. um, he's just—he uh, he just gets separation so quickly. Yeah. Um, so and then Des is just an athletic dude, and um, that back shoulder play—I think we haven't seen it that much this season. Maybe Gordon doesn't like to throw it. I don't know, but. Uh, I think this is a game where that back shoulder could come into play. Yep. Um, and maybe Tay some jump balls. Uh, Utah does have a very good corner. Um, let me pull up my previous so I can remember his name. I'm awful. Um, they have very good corner. He's got seven career interceptions. Well, in, his in theory they do, but again, back to the USC game, they got torched. Yeah. So Julian Blackman, <laughs> he's been a, you know an all league guy, but. You know, he got they got torched and and he's uh, the guy. I believe he's the guy that Winston beat for the long touchdown last year too. Uh, yep, yep, yeah. So Which, that was the safety got beat on that heavily as well. So yeah. that was yes, that was just uh, that probably is still giving you fans nightmares. <laughs> I still love watching it over and over again. I live for um, that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, th- but honestly, but the the big thing is the front. Um, Utah has some dogs up front uh bradley and a um he's already got four sacks this year uh on the on the on the end and then they got lecky fotu i don't <laughs> lecky fotu yeah close enough uh, fotu um he's just they have two so he's 335 he's 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 
tackling dudes in the backfield still. They got a 320 defense tackle. As usual, Utah has just giant defensive tackles uh, to match our giant offensive linemen. Um, so they have, they're really talented up front. Um, so that, that, that's a challenge for, uh, the, the offensive line who's playing a lot of one-on-one and all that. So they've got to be able to do that. Um, yeah, so they, they've, and uh, yeah, you've got, uh, Devin Lloyd, who's kind of emerged for them this year at outside linebacker. He's leading the team in tackles and he's got four and a half tackles for loss. So they had, they, they, again, they have playmakers, especially in the front seven, so it's really coming down to can or will can we keep Gordon clean so he can make those plays downfield, um, so he can you know do the same thing that Matt Fink of all people did last week. Yeah. So that's that's what it comes down to. Um, I do think that there'll be enough times that he'll be clean enough to make some plays. I this this offense just looks so good and. And I will say, like, I know we typically think of Utah as this, like, you know, I think people came come into the season thinking of Utah as this, like, defensive stalwart. They've been good, but they're not. They've not been not, great. Yeah, they're not. They're not a great defense. Like, I don't. We shouldn't be terribly worried about them, unless there's like insane swirling wind and stuff right. like that. Then I think you should always be worried on a team that throws the ball as much as we do. But, yeah. but, um, but. But they've not yeah. been, you know, super dominant. I mean, they've they've given a, you know, they gave up five and a half yards of play to BYU, and BYU is, I mean, five and a half yards of play is not, not good, not great. But it's also um, BYU's offense isn't great. Northern Illinois got almost five and a half yards of play again, not a and, great offense. And, and USC got, you know, and then USC got over seven. So. Um, you know, and then we look back to last year too. I mean, we ended up at almost six and a half yards of play, which again, isn't great, but actually is the second highest that they allowed last year. And then Stanford was over six. And if you're like, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, Stanford was running a pass first offense with large physical outside receivers. So, um, this is not like a, what happened against USC is not really a one-off. It's not like a... Um, you know, like, oh, look, USC just got him because they had a third stringer who went all, you know, Connor Halliday against Arizona State and just kept throwing the ball up for people, which there was some of that. But I think there's enough evidence at this point to suggest that Utah's defense, for whatever reason, just has a little bit of a tough time with air raidy type stuff, you know. Um, whether right. it's the, you know, the route tree or whatever, the, the particular combinations or, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, I mean, we talked about this back in the off season, in the preseason when we were like, you know, what game are you more confident in than you should be? And I was like, Utah, <laughs> you know, I know Utah is supposed to be like a dark horse, uh, you know, college football playoff team, but you know, I mean, this is a team that we just frankly have beaten over and over again over the last however many years and you know they're so physical and they're so tough and we keep beating them so um you know i think there's something in there about you know maybe they don't have um you know the whatever it is about about their scheme you know and and we've talked before about matchups too and you know and i've 
I've decided that the reason why we can't beat Washington is just because it's a just a bad matchup. Like the the places they're good are the places that we are less good, and the places that we're good they're better. And it's just it's this really crappy matchup. I, you know, I think there's a chance that that's true of Utah. Now that doesn't mean I think we're going to blow them out. It doesn't mean I think we can't lose, um, but I think it does mean that um, you know Utah's going Utah's defense going to have a tough time. Uh, containing what we throw at them. And it's going to be very interesting to see um, if they change up, you know, any specific strategies to try and, uh, you know, try and limit, you know, I, we've seen, I think, you know, I'm not a, I'm not certainly not a, uh, an X's and O's expert by any means. Um, but I think you can tell some things about where the ball is going when the quarterback is throwing it to deduce some things about what the defense is doing. And um, there have been, you know, long stretches this year where um, Gordon has just been able to sort of relentlessly attack the middle and attack the middle and attack the middle and attack the middle. And I don't think that's because they want to attack the middle. I just think it's because, you know, teams are, are designing coverages in an effort to keep from giving up big plays on the outside. And then that has, you know, left the middle open a little bit and, and they have found, uh, you know, plays that, that take advantage of that. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Utah sort of maybe does the same thing and says, you know, hey, let's let's make sure and take away their outside guys, maybe give up the middle, particularly since we don't know if Brandon Arcanado is going to play, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, his loss, him going out last weekend was probably – uh, probably the easily the most overlooked thing in that game, and the offense kept humming along, and that's fine. But um, you know, there were some times where we definitely missed him. You know, Renard Bell flipped over to to Y, and then there was that fourth down pass where he and Gordon were not on the same page. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe a week of practice fixes that. You know, with Bell at Y, and you know everything's fine. But um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how Utah decides to do that or if they just decide, you know what, we've got stud corners and they just had a bad game against USC and we're going to challenge, we're going to man up Wazoo and challenge them to whatever. I don't know. It's it's going to be pretty fascinating to see um, strategy wise how Utah tries to do this if they try to change something given the, you know, the typical results they've had against us with really with the exception of 2017 where Luke Falk was was kind of a, a mess, but, and we had, you know, whatever the seven turnovers that Utah gave away. The Hercules um, so that, Mata-Afa. Yeah. So that, the Hercules Mata-Afa all time game. Um, so maybe, you know, that, that game may not be indicative, but you know, a lot of other times we've played them, we've torched them with our passing attacks. So I, I'm, I'm going to be very curious to try and see what I can figure out about the chess match that's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, I think we can uh, we can get into some predictions here. Um, I, uh, as I said, I'm expecting some weirdness. Um, Jeff, uh, what are you thinking? Well, I'd be sh- I'd be pre- I won't say shocked. I'd be really surprised um, if it's more than three points one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've actually, that, uh, that, that's me having, uh, calmed down since Saturday and, or Sunday and like, you know, kind of thought it through rationally, because if you had asked me on Sunday, I'd be like, yeah, Utah's winning by two touchdowns. Um, so, but I, you know, and I think the other thing that's, that's interesting is that, you know, the line has come down, uh, it opened at Utah minus eight. It's, I, I don't know what it is right now, but it, I know it got down to about five and a half. Um, which indicates, you know, yeah. money coming in on the coups. And so, uh, uh, 
uh, Bill Connolly SB Plus has it as a two point. Has it as a two point game, yeah. yeah. So, and that may be some of the way he sees it is that maybe Utah's not quite as good um, as we think, uh, mm-hmm. or or as you know popular well, you, opinion you, would think. Utah in his ratings is number twenty two, right? And WSU is number twenty three, right? So. And and then the flip side is maybe we're better than we are, you know, thinking at the because moment. we're because we're in of, a very bad place we're in a very fragile position right now so um so yeah so you know i've come i've come around to more of that sort of thinking the idea that it is going to be close uh, it's going to be back and forth um gun to my head after what happened on saturday i don't think i can pick us to win so i think i'll go with uh let's go utah's definitely going to have some field goals so let's go 34 31 utah unfortunately yeah, um, it's yeah, it's hard for me to predict a win, even though I want to. And I think like we're I, perfectly capable of winning. And I and I do too. Like I think we're to be pissed off. Yep. I, Utah is going to be pissed off yep. too, though. They Utah. Um, be lots that of piss was that was everywhere. that that wasn't even more correct. Like in terms of their uh, season goals, uh, winning the Pac-12 South. Yeah, um, that they, loss was they more no devastating longer, for sure. Yeah, they now they don't have a tiebreaker on USC, who yep. may or may not be good. They may or may not, like we don't even know. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty much where you're at. I don't want to pick the exact same score though. I do think there's going to be some weirdness, like weird fumble, punt return, weird something like that. Um, I hope WSU is on the end of it, but I don't know. Like I. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty even game. Uh, they always say if it's even, you can know your bias if you want to pick your team by right. three. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go against my bias because I really want to pick WSU by three. And I'll say uh, I'll go 35 – or I'm sorry, uh, field goals, of course. Um, 37-35 Utah. Ooh. Another heartbreaking, just awful night. Yeah. Yeah, I can buy that. It's uh, you know, it should be it should be fun. I think it's least. gonna be fun. It should be a fun um, game to watch. I know we're down after UCLA, but I think the Kooks have a real chance to win this game, and they have a real chance to show off uh, and beat uh, Utah a fifth time in a row. Yeah, um, and get to four and one, which um, is kind of where you might have thought we'd be at this point. Yeah. But but uh, but yeah, so I yeah, it's um. I, I, I think uh, I'm feeling way more optimistic than I would have uh, three days ago, um, especially after I kind of like realized Utah isn't like the big thing that I thought they were. Uh, the weather worries me a little bit, but I know it's going to be weird, And but I think it's going to be fun, and let's hope that them Cougs come out on top. Let's hope so. All right, go Cougs, man. Go Cougs, Craig, and everybody uh, subscribe to the podcast. If you have not done so already, you find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. You find us all kinds of places. Leave us a nice five-star review if you like the show. It uh, helps other people find it. If you don't like the show, I, I mean, I guess you can leave a bad review, but that's not very nice. That would make us sad. Yeah. So, anyway, anything else? Yeah, let's – Uh, man, I – uh. I, I, I need I need a football game. Let's yeah. let's play a fucking football we game. Need to flush it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. All right, man. Go Cougs. All right. Go Cougs. <laughs>